Hello and welcome to episode 1106 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Friday, October 14th. I'm your host, Paul Sporer, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning, live from the office, because I can't tell time. Neither of us picked up on it. You said 10 a.m. last night, and we were just like, yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah. Not, Did, didn't even I have to be register. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even like think about anything. I'm just like, oh, 10, cool. Yeah, and then we're both like, uh, hello. So yeah, you're at work. Be maybe a little bit of a shorter episode. Hopefully we don't have any issues either. Um, but we got some things to talk about with a draft that I'm in. And kind of want to go over just a handful of things that are happening with different player positions, individual players, where they've gone, and batted around with you a bit because it's fun to already be in a draft. We are in the 20, uh, 32nd round. We're actually last oh, week wow. in the 32nd round. So we're moving. We've got uh, we've got a couple people who are persistent holdups. I'm not going to lie. They are the like two people that kind of hold it up every time we go around. And uh, Mike the Mouth oh, is, is yeah, I, was I was like, Mike the Mouth must be going crazy. I'm the biggest fan of those two people, considering that <laughs> it, it is the same two pretty consistently. But uh, I won't name names here. That's that if Mike wants to put them out on blast. I uh, that's fine with him. But let's get into what's been going on here 15 team draft champions, which is 50 rounds. Draft and hold. That's all you get. You get those 50 players and you can uh, reserves and starters, but that's it. No ads during the year. Our own Nicholas uh, Gout is in as well. And uh, he's drafting two picks away from me. Frank Stamfel. I mentioned Mike the Mouth. Uh, Zach Waxman. So a handful of names that we're familiar with. Let's kind of get into what's been going on. The number one pick. Will you be surprised to hear that it was J-Rod? Julio Rodriguez. I'm a little surprised, but I'm not surprised. I mean, he had such a great rookie season, um, and there's huge power speed upside. How do you I, take him one when they slowed him down like that, though? Yeah, I just have a really hard – and, I mean, he was injured a few times this year. So Yeah, to, and that's part of the slowdown, I would imagine, as well. Of mm-hmm. course, right? He played 41 games in the second half. But don't just say 41 games. That's why I only had four of six on the bases. They – the Mariners were – making a concerted effort to slow Julio Rodriguez down to mitigate potential injury. And I have a hard time not thinking that that's going to be, you know, prevalent next year too. doesn't mean he's going to steal nothing. I wouldn't take the four and then say, okay, just, you know, take that four and 41 games. And, and that's what your extrapolation should be. But should I really be looking at him for 30 plus? Cause that's what I think people are going to dream on. He had 25 this year, did Julio Rodriguez in 132 games. We're going to be hearing 30, 30 talk. I'm more inclined to bet on like 30 or even 35 homers, but like with 15 steals, what, how are you feeling? I know he's only 22, but how are you feeling about J rod steals output when they, when they made it a clear message that he needs to slow down? Yeah, I mean, that, that's obviously concerning. Um, you wonder how much, too, like the rest of the league catching up to him in stolen bases, considering the larger bases, ru- runners the, the, not being held clock. on. Yeah, and the pitch clock. Pitch yep. clock probably going to have a bigger mm-hmm. effect even than the bases, I bet. Yeah, it's just a combination of everything. And then, like mm-hmm. you said, I mean, they want to keep him healthy. They've, they've got a long-term investment in the kid, and uh, he was banged up a few times already this season. So... I wouldn't be surprised if he was more like a 15 stolen base guy. Uh, 
that being said, like I also don't have a problem necessarily with him going one. I don't know that I would do it, uh, but I, I I see the argument. Okay. Uh, for me, especially, so I'm I'm about halfway through my ranks, um, my first run ranks. Um, I did all of the infield positions last night, um, and I will probably have the rest done by the end of the weekend. Um, there are some infield positions that either are very shallow or drop the hell off. Third, third, uh, ba- third base rem- remains a problem, by the way. Third base is deep, but like there are really clear tiers. Um, shortstop is loaded, but it drops off real fast. Um, it's not nearly as deep, I think, as second base or shortstop. Um, and first base is weird. So I think I'm if I'm attacking an offensive player, it's not an outfield. I haven't done my outfield ranks, but my suspicion is outfield is a lot deeper than these other positions. So I think if I've got the first pick, I'm picking Turner or J Ram pretty easily. Yeah, me too. I think that's that's where I'm at as well. Taking Trey Turner, Jose Ramirez, if I ended up drawing a number one pick or the guy I got at five, Otani, I I believe is mm-hmm. viable as a number one overall. If that's something that you want to do. Like I said, I did get him at five. He was the only quote unquote pitcher in the first round. And again, the way he played this year, there could be times where I'm using him as a pitcher for sure, because I didn't end up taking my second starter until the sixth round when I got Kevin Gosman. Speaking of pitch. Well, actually, hang on before we get to the pitching. Aaron Judge went number three overall. We know he's going to go high. He's going to be consistently in those top three to four picks. Um, How do you feel about that? Not obviously we don't know where he's going to be, but let's, I mean, let's just say it's San Francisco, right? That's that's the the biggest non uh, <laughs> the worst New possible York, landing spot. That's the biggest non New York rumor. Uh, so we'll just put him there. What are you are you taking him or keep him in New York? Even give him a favorable outlook. Would you, would you take Judge at at three? Are you taking him in the top five? I think he has to end up in New York or L.A. to even consider that. Um, I mean, San Francisco. I mean, is a bad park and a bad team around him like that team isn't going to magically be better if he's on it um you know even if i mean he could at 62 home runs and have like 80 total rbis uh for the year if he was in san francisco and um, that hurts as a giants fan but uh if he was in new york I, again i can see the argument but with his injury history um just how magical of a season he had this year like i just don't know that you have to expect regression right i mean he had one of the greatest seasons, you know, in history of baseball. Like um, the question is how far and like how, like, I just, I don't know. And again, the position he's outfield. I think mm-hmm. outfield's going to be deeper um, than the other business. I don't know that I take him in the top three. I don't know that I'm taking in the top half of the first round. So I'm probably going to be out on Aaron judge again, which means he'll likely burn me again. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm fine with him as a first rounder as far as Aaron judge goes, but I mean, I think first rounder, but like, I just, yeah, I'm I'm not taking him in the upper half either. This is like the career year of career years. Mm -hmm. And like, I just, I I don't really see the upside in buying that. I really, really don't. I don't Um, know that I have him as, I mean, I guess J rod went ahead of him, but I don't know that I have him as my one or two outfielder. No, I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I think I think you've got arguments for Tucker, Soto, and Betts, uh, as well as Acuna and J Rod over him. And 
we are going to hear so much about those 16 stolen bases from Aaron Judge as mm -hmm. if they're bankable for the future. And I'm sorry, I don't buy it at all. I think he goes back to the 6-7 that we're used to, which is fine, especially if it comes with 45 homers, you know, 100-100 on the runs and ribbies. And even that, like, this is his best year since the 2017. Now, he has two amazing, amazing seasons like that, and he's literally never been bad. But in those other seasons, health was a major issue mm -hmm. for Aaron Judge, who's going to be 31. I don't know. I just – I don't really – I don't really feel comfortable making him my first uh, overall pick in, in that upper half of the first round, which is where you're going to have to take Aaron Judge. I mentioned no starters went outside of Otani, and obviously he's uh, a little bit different. No traditional pitcher-only starters. First one was Garrett Cole at 16. That, that team on the wheel could have easily taken him in the first round, but you get it. There were none in the first, but then six in the second. Garrett Cole, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Sandy Alcantara, Shane McClanahan, and Dylan Cease. I'm not particularly surprised by no first round pitchers. I think uh, the, I, the, I, and I know you are. I think with draft champions, there it's not as pushed up as it will be in the main. And the closer we get to draft season, like when we're in March, those pitchers, you know, the, the handful of pitchers will be pushed up into the first round. Makes total sense to me here. And given that there were six taken in the second round, and then another one, two, three, four, four in the third. I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's fine personally, but but you saw it a little bit differently. Uh, what was your takeaway when you saw no starters in the first, but six in the second? Uh, it's shocking to me. It's uh, I mean the six taken in the second makes sense, right? So like you look at draft champions data from last year, and uh, six six starters were going in the top uh, two rounds, but three of them, and that includes Otani, were going in the first. Yeah. Um, so I think this speaks so that's to not that different, right? I mean, it, three is greater than none. I mean, I guess three, three is greater is, than one. Yeah, like his one's okay. Otani. So, so. It's basically Burns and Cole, right? Bur <laughs> Burns and Cole in particular fell back. Bueller's hurt. Bueller was twelfth. Uh, I, I kind of looked at early, um, early draft champions to see to see what what was going on there because again i feel like pushing gets pushed up later in draft season and you had burns with an adp of seven cole with an adp of nine and they definitely fell down but i don't really see that as as like i kind of expected I mean, that with you, all the hitting look, rise you look at all the drafts that happened before the new year last year and you now you then have you know walker bueller in that first round mix as well yeah so, i mentioned him and he but he, yeah. he blew up and scherzer yeah um, I think what this speaks to is that there doesn't feel like there's going to be a clear consensus on who maybe like the top five are. And, and, and that's, that's the only thing that's changed, I think. And that, mm -hmm. that consensus will probably develop. But there's also a push-up of the hitters, too. I think it's, mm -hmm. it's two things working here. Not as much definitive, uh, you know, decisiveness on who is at that top tier of pitching – Plus, so many other guys rising up. J-Rod, Judge. Judge wasn't a first-rounder last year. Acuna, fully healthy, can be trusted by everybody now. Bobby Witt Jr. has emerged. Betts is back in everyone's good graces. Jordan Alvarez is an absolute god. Uh, Machado and Trout came into the first round again, took spots. So, like, it made sense why these pitchers got pushed out, but they all just went to the second round. That's why I don't think it's much of a deal. These guys really only went down about a half round, and that's why I think I'm not acting reacting to it too sharply 
it does feel like in this draft that pushing uh, pitching was pushed a little bit down um in just in general uh, and i wonder if this and i don't necessarily know how we attack it uh but if, if this becomes a trend obviously this is just one draft and i think mm-hmm. there's only been two or three drafts going um so far on nfbc but and i don't think any are done so there's not even adp data no no so i think um if this does become a trend, how do we attack it? Like, do we say, hey, man, maybe I take pocket aces and I just load up on that starting pitching early? Um, or do I say, hey, I'm going to kind of go with the crowd? I mean, you look at, you know, we're going to talk about some of these guys kind of here in a second. But, like, there's some deals to be had in pitching, too, like at least in your draft. So uh, I'm interested to see how I'm going to be jumping in my first draft here shortly. Um, I will. Oh no! Post, I influenced I, you. Yeah, I will. I will. I, I look every day. Every day I look. I got it just up on my computer all day long. Um, but I'll be draft jumping in one of these draft champions probably the two or the four hour uh, one here probably probably this weekend is my guess. Um, so if you, uh, I'll throw it into the Discord. I recommend the four you. hour. You might need some some time, man. These. Uh... I'm not the person who needs time. The only yeah. the only reason the four hours nice for me is because it when it, it shortens to half time after after around thirty it two hours, yeah, yeah, and then and then I don't want to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and make my pick. So that's what um, I'm saying, yeah, that, that that's a bummer. So someone got mad at me because I, I I discussed one of my bad teams my article today and I talked about how I got auto drafted Posey and Dan- Danelson Lamette in like the 18th 19th round. Because uh, I was I was close to the turn, um, and I overslept one day. Because how do you even do that? It's like, look, because they're using the previous year's ranks, and Posey was on them. Yeah. Um, so, but whatever. Let's talk some players. I'm I'm interested. Yeah. In let's 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 dive in here on some on some key players and where they're going, and how we feel about all that. Uh, let's start with the first closer, second mm-hmm. round, Edwin Diaz. Five go in the third. So he opened the floodgates. Then Emmanuel Quase, Jordan Romano, Josh Hader, Rysel Iglesias, Liam Hendricks. I was wondering if Iglesias would not be a bargain, not really slip, but like a relative bargain. Like if he'd gone two rounds later, I would have found that to be amazing. Nope. Absolutely no discount on him. And I totally get it. There's no shot. Kenley Jansen's coming back. He will be, uh, Rysel Iglesias will be Atlanta's closer, in my opinion. That makes total sense. So I get why he went that high. What did you think of the little closer cluster here that went second in uh, late second and into the early third there with uh, with those seven going off the board? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be another. Excuse me, six. I, I think it's going to be another year where you have to prioritize closers early um, if if you want one of the elite ones. They're not going to fall. Um, and if you look. I think more importantly than what you see happening in kind of the second through fourth rounds, um, but mostly in the third, is what then happens later. Like people taking Clay Holmes in the 12th or whatever it was, or in the 11th. Um, you know, like, is, is that, you know, people taking Trevor Rogers in the 13th. Like, would you, I think some people are going to be like, well, I'd Ta- rather just Taylor, take Taylor Rogers. Sorry, Taylor, uh, Taylor Rogers. Trevor Rogers did go in the 13th. Taylor Rogers went in the 12th, though. But yeah. Ah. And I'm curious on that one. Like, he's going to be a free agent. So I guess Mike's betting on him getting picked up to close somewhere. I could see that. Obviously, it's not going to be Milwaukee. They're not, I don't think they're going to bring him back. I think uh, Devin Williams is their guy. But yeah, Taylor Rogers, like, do, do you believe he'll be a closer somewhere? I mean, I know it depends on Probably if he signs, but like, are you, 
Are you betting on that? I wouldn't. Okay. And this is if you're especially if you're going to do the early draft champions. Like I think it's I think you should make it a priority. Take one of these kind of set elite guys uh, and not risk like the craziness that we saw last uh, off season in terms of closers moving guys. That's what I'm going to be dealing with. Yeah. I, uh, I basically gave up. I, I took Rutschman for a closer. What do, you, what do you think about that? Cause that was kind of my key point was when I took Rutschman, I was looking at Bautista and Helsley and neither made it back. And so I just kind of said, all right, well now I'm going to wait. I ended up getting Edwin Diaz's brother, Alexis Diaz in the 10th. And he's my only real closer. Other than that, I've, I've picked up pure specs. Yeah, I think I would have. I mean, I probably would have done a closer over like well, Lindor is so good at in the third. So I, I don't know. I think I would have had a hard time not taking Lindor there too. Yeah, I um, went a lot of Lindor semi in. I would have taken Lindor in the second, to be honest. So yeah, I mean, I, I love Lindor. Third. I went double um, Mets there with uh, with the Alonzo Lindor combo. Felt great yeah. about that. I think your only weakness on this team, on your team, is closer. Obviously, you took Alexis Diaz, but there's no guarantee he is the guy because True. Cincinnati has shown in the recent years um, that they don't care to necessarily have a guy. True, uh, but they haven't had guys a, a guy as good as him. Agree. I, don't I, I but I, I, but I do agree that like it's not set in stone or anything. Yeah. I'm not drafting him as like unchallenged, 100 percent guy. I also don't mind at all where you got him. If he was your second closer, I would feel extremely stoked for you. But I do think that, yeah, maybe um, Nick Castellanos uh, in the seventh or, uh, you know, you could have gone like Scott Barlow. Bednar there. Bednar, yeah. Yeah, That was the consideration. I bet on a Casty bounce back. My thinking was like, if I don't get lucky here and – inspect some saves uh evan phillips nick martinez robert suarez so i've really only specced in in los angeles and san diego right now um if i don't find anything there then i just try to over index for my league and try to mm-hmm. try to just win my league because i won't win an overall at that point um that draft champions has an overall doesn't it mm-hmm. yeah, of course so uh you know that's the thing i'm thinking there I'm not going to do this every draft champions that I do. There's no shot. In fact, I will have like, I will have a premium combo probably in my next draft, like a class a Helsley. Like I, I I don't like that. It went like this, but the offense is pretty hot going Otani, Alonzo, Lindor, Semyon, Rutschman, Castellanos, Neymar Mm -hmm. to open up my offense there. I felt pretty good about that. Yeah. I mean, you got to love where your offense is at, uh, at this point. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of your team. I think the closer situation, though, is uh, this. I, like I said, I think you're gonna. I think if if you're playing in this kind of format, a draft and hold, right? And this is what we're talking about. So, like, if you're playing in your regular home leagues, obviously, you don't probably need to draft a closer in the third round. Uh, but I'm definitely looking to it in in a draft and hold situation where you have no in season pickups. I'm definitely looking to attack a closer much earlier than yep. uh, than you did. What do you think about Rysel Glacius? You, you you believe that he will? Close. I think you said yeah, that. Abso- Sorry, ab- I, I ab- yeah, I know. I absolutely. Uh, I took him in my three sport draft, which happened back in July and August. Um, I got him super late, and I was super stoked. I also picked him up, uh, you know, in dynasty leagues where he got dropped. Yeah, um, because he was a middle reliever. Yeah, and and you're preparing for the future because there's just no way, right? I, I just I would be floored if they brought in somebody else. I mean, Why would he- you take on that contract? to not close him next year. 
I think he's got to be the closer, or I think it's really likely. But let's not forget they had Will Smith and they brought in Kenley Jansen. So I, I, that's not, why I, that's why I pointed out the contract, though, right? Yeah. Because Rysel makes makes money, money, and Will and they were willing to just trade Will Smith away later on. Yeah. So like, Will Smith made some money too, but yeah. like he wasn't making not, Iglesias money now. Yeah, yeah, and oh, actually, I'm looking at it right now. They're only three mil apart. So you know what? It's fair to it's fair to point three that million, out. Again. Three million is another reliever, like another. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like that's, but um, I, I I have all the confidence that they will go with Iglesias. But you are fair to point out that yes, they had Will Smith. We were all drafting Will Smith, and, he, and Will Smith had the amazing playoff. Yep. Like he was part of that amazing, amazing run for the World Series, and they still replaced him. So there is a chance. But uh, Rice Iglesias is also way better than Will Smith. Yeah, so. and, and that being said, like I would put Iglesias at the bottom of the elite here on the chance that he's not the closer because I think there is still it's I think it's a minute chance, but I think there is a chance. Sure, sure. I I think there's at least you know some chance, but I'm not I'm not uh, running away from Iglesias for any reason. There, um, I will still take him. All right, this one. This one got me here. And listen, I, I've talked about this and I've, I've been pretty clear that I'm not going to quote unquote learn anything from this year with this player. And the player is Risa, or Risa, uh, Adelise Garcia. I, maybe I'm being a stubborn idiot. People say, oh, you're going to double down. You're so dumb. I don't think we missed as a as a community where we drafted. I understand that the results, the, say, the results yeah. say, yes, we absolutely did. This is where process over results it, it, it shines so brightly, right? Because yes, as as a results oriented business that we're in, sure we did miss 100 percent, 27 homers, 25 steals, 101 ribbies, 88 runs, 250 average, brilliant season. Didn't really fix the strikeout rate, went from 31 to 28 percent. Didn't fix the walk rate, went from five percent to six percent. It was still a 112 WRC plus. But way better fantasy – well, actually not way better fantasy player than real life because he does have brilliant defense. The bottom line, though, is he's going to be 30. He didn't do anything to improve the plate skills that, that terrify me about him. Yes, he's going to keep playing, but there's a bottom out here that I cannot pay a third-round price for. In the competition of Adelise Garcia versus Cedric Mullins versus Byron Buxton, how do you rank them? Um, whew. Uh, in a draft champions, I go Mullins, Adelise, Buxton. Mm -hmm. And you stress draft champions because you can't replace Buxton if he gets hurt. Exactly. I, I imagine, right? In, okay. in, a, in a regular league, it's Mullins, Buxton, Adelise. Okay. So Adelise Garcia went in the third round. Mm -hmm. Mullins went in the fourth. Buxton went in the fifth. Yeah. Am I? I, I think okay. they should have. I think. Uh, Adelise and and well, I mean, can we even talk about the other guys that Adelise went ahead of? Kyle Schwarber, Starling Marte, Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah, or, I mean, I think I can make the argument against Teoscar going ahead of Adelise. I can't see the argument for taking Adelise Garcia ahead of Kyle Schwarber and Starling Marte. I just, I absolutely can't. Um, I I can't, and like I said, you know, maybe and I mean, I, I, Brian Reynolds ahead of Adelise Garcia. Like I'd be. Yeah, I, I still, I all my concerns are still there with Adelise, and like, I don't know, I, I, it does feel a little weird to be looking at this season that he put up and being like, nah, I'm, I'm not in on it. But like, 
I don't know. I think part of it is I've had so much experience with this player type where I love the power speed. You know, I was a huge Carlos Gomez fan. <laughs> and the biggest. You, you know, I got you and a Jason lot of, took him in the first round of labor one year. Yeah. Like, and I got a lot of the goodness, but I got all the bad too. Yeah. I, did, I didn't quit. And that's the thing because like his defense is so good. Um, yes, and Gomez's was too. And he, that, that, he, that's what I always. He will wait. continue to play even when he's bad, and that means you're eating that bad. It's not like at least Buxton, you're not playing him when he's hurt. Yeah, and you get to put somebody else in. Mm-hmm. If Adelise is bad next year, people are going to play him because he's still there and be like, I got to get those steals anyway, and so I'm going to take that 208 average or whatever the heck. And he had 250 this year. I'm not saying he's going to go all the way down there, but like. There is a huge risk here with Adelise. He's going to be 30 as well. He's not some upstart. I just don't get it. Look, if you got him last year, great work because the market gave you a discount. The, the whole market was pretty savvy on avoiding him, avoiding paying a huge freight for what he had done in 2021. Okay, he bounced back brilliantly. He had another great season. I can't pay third round for that. I don't think that's going to be his ADP, but it's probably going to be somewhere in like the fifth, sixth round, and I still can't pay that for Adelise Garcia. I'm open to the counter, though. If people think I'm making a, a total mistake here and I'm just, you know, doubling down on being wrong, but I can't do it. I, I, I'm still not in. I would take Sed and Buxton over him. Even in draft champions, I think I would take Buxton at his price if Adelise is going to be a third rounder. Let's move on to catcher. First catcher went in the third round. It was JT Romuto. That will surprise nobody. Fourth round was catcher dry. And then we saw three go in the fifth with Will Smith. Adley Rutschman, the one uh, that was mine, as I mentioned earlier, and Dalton Varsho. I did a catcher review yesterday, uh, kind of reviewing the position, how how it was drafted, then how it played out, and then a little top 15 for next year, where I have Real Muto, Rutschman, Varsho, and Smith as my top four. So same top four that went in this draft, but Smith went two instead of where I have him as four. Um, you said you've done rankings. So how do your uh, catcher rankings at the top sort out compared to what we saw in this draft and compared to mine? My rank, my top four are Real Muto, Varsho, Will Smith, and Rushman. There we go. So just a little bit right. different order, but we seem to be in full mm-hmm. agreement on who the four are. And I think um, Wilson Contreras can get into that mix depending on where he signs. There's a rumor that he could be headed to Houston. Imagine Wilson Contreras in the like, Houston lineup. He might jump up into that I, top four. I would move him up. Um, I had him seventh behind Sal Perez and Alejandro Kirk. I would yeah, move I've got him six. So oh, but we have the exact same, I mean, we have the same top seven, just in a different order. Cause I've got Sal Perez and Kirk right there as well. So um, I, I want a catcher in that top seven though. Like I do, I want a catcher from that top seven. Um, I don't have a problem with the prices. Uh, if anything, I feel like real Muto is a steal in, in the mid to late third round. Still, still a bargain, right? He's so still, I, I don't know real Muto here, right? I, yeah, I got him in the, I, I got him in the fifth of my first draft champions last year, and I was like, oh, well, that was my only good pick in that draft. Like, I, I mean, it's an amazing steal. Like, why I, why he's still underrated as a catcher? Is, What's is he have to do? Uh, 22-21 wasn't good enough for people? And, no. and now stealing bases is going to be easier? Yeah, okay. he went 21 for 22. He was 13 for 16 last year. JT Romuto is an absolute G. Now, the counterpoints would be, okay, he's a 32-year-old catcher. 21 is a career high. He only has three double digit seasons. Even if he goes back to like low double digits, I'm fine. Like if he goes back to 13, but hits another 20 homers with another, you know, 75, 75 with the runs, ribbies and a great average. I'm still fine with that. 
Yeah, because there's a huge drop off the catcher. Like you look at like having done my catcher ranks, like mm-hmm. you look at the top twelve to thirteen, and you're like, okay, 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 okay. You know, MJ Melendez, Cal Raleigh, Tyler Stevenson, Travis Dernard, and then comes the Jose Trevino, Danny Jansen, Jonah yep. Himes of the world, Christian Vasquez. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't put Jonah Heim in there. I ranked he, him 11. You, you ranked him too high. I did not. Uh, but, <laughs> I, I did not. No, I, listen, I'm going to I'm gonna argue this. What what, what are you We don't have time to argue it Yes, today. we do. Okay, no, we don't I, have time to argue I, Jonah Heim. Fine. But I you're have wrong. a meeting in six minutes. You, you're dead wrong. <laughs> All right, all right. We, we only got six minutes left then. Okay, yeah. so you like those catchers. Let's get into some of these interesting picks that we have then because we had a handful here. I'm just going to quick fire you. You tell me what you okay. think of them. Spencer Strider, third round, 32nd pick overall. Cool, man. That is a tough price to pay, especially considering he's going ahead of DeGrom, Urias, uh, Bieber, Rodon. Like, I I love Spencer Strider. I don't think I – Aaron Nola, I, I couldn't. You don't love him enough. Over. I don't love him that much. You don't love him enough. O'Neill yeah. Cruz, sixth round, 85th pick. I do not like that one. I'm sorry. I love the player, but he is just not there. But I, these are for your thoughts. What did you think? Uh, I I think it's a little high. Like, I don't think he should be in the top 100, but I'm also okay <laughs> with it. I, mean, we, I love O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, we, and we gassed him up so hard mm-hmm. last year, so I'm not going to sit here and be like, I don't like him, but I, that's just such a full if price. He, if he, six rounds seems like you ha- he needs it for a better average, and his plate skills and, aren't there. There's no reason to believe that he's going to yeah. I, I agree. Vinny Pasquantino went the, the round after that, the seventh round, but he's put something on paper. He put up a nice season in his 298 plate appearances. What do you think of Vinny Pasquantino's seventh round, 98th pick? Uh, I, I'm shocked by this pick. Like I, I, I was mean, too, but then as I reviewed it, I didn't think it was crazy. It's, I don't guess it's not crazy, but like, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't have him nearly that high. Like I just, there's no way I could take him. You taking Crone over him? Yes. Hoskins? Yes. Abreu? Yes. Uh, Abreu? No, no way. You're crazy on that one. I'm sorry. Um, and I like well, Abreu. No, but no. Like, give me the guy who's probably, ten years younger. Yeah, probably not. I probably need to move Abreu down just because I, I don't even know if Abreu's going to play. Like if he's last year of his contract with Chicago, you could he, retire. He, he could retire. Uh, what about Joey Manessis, who went tenth round pick one forty five? That's insane. Okay, you don't even need to say anymore. I I agree. No offense to the person that did it. Uh, When we say insane, we're not trying to be mean to you. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't do that pick. That's I didn't like that at all. I told you Taylor Ward was not going to be cheap. No discount. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm going to pay it. Like, and I told you, I said that even if there's no discount, I'm going to pay it. I was dead set on taking him. I got sniped. Literally, the pick before me. I was so bummed, and I was like, damn it. I should have taken him when I took Castellanos, although I have no problem with Castellanos. So you're good with Ward at that I'm price, even though that. there's no discount? Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm fine. Gunnar Henderson, eighth round, 118th pick. I'm here for it, too. Like, I just, that's I like a, his upside that's, a lot. That's a great pick. I love Gunnar Henderson. I thought he was going to be cheaper. He's not. That's okay. I'll, I'll go for it. Tony Gonsolin fell to the 11th round, pick 151 after the season that he had. What? I was Spencer surprised. Strider's a third rounder, but you get Tony Tony Gonsolin in the eleventh. That's because he doesn't what? take it, it strikeouts. I don't care like that. No, I'm, I'm just telling you why. I'm not saying I agree yeah. with that. I'm saying it's the strikeouts, a hundred percent driving that. If, if this draft is indicative of how drafts are going to go, like I will build a rotation in the middle rounds. Yeah, and I think I mean, listen, I didn't take a starting pitcher, a true only starting pitcher until the sixth round. I got Gosman, uh, Logan Webb. 
and Patrick Sandoval. And Love I felt it. like I felt like pretty yeah. really pretty damn good about that. All right, last one, then we'll get you to your meeting. Vaughn Grissom, and I'm sorry to pick on the same guy. This is the Joey Manessis guy. Uh, and he also took Jordan Walker, but we'll get to that another day. 11th round pick 156. I like Grissom and I like what he did, but like we don't know his outlook next year. Is can you do that at that high at 11th pick? No, and for all the reasons we talked about last episode, like I just don't know how you how you do that. Like I just um and like in second base isn't good at the top, but it's pretty deep. Like I'll, I'll take uh, I in my initial ranks, I have like Bond Grisham like outside of my top twenty in second base. Like I just no. Yeah, I I I don't know where the playing time is. I do believe that he can go to the outfield and maybe be an outfielder, Von Grissom, and that'd be great. That would intrigue me. But, like, I don't know. I, I Maybe getting a little bit too drunk on Atlanta's greatness with these young players here. I'll be a little bit careful on that one. Uh, there's tons of other players I want to talk about in the mid to late rounds. We will do that. This is kind of an early round look. But that's what we got going here. If you have players that you want to know, like, where they went, hit us up on Twitter or in the comments of this. And uh, we'll probably do another episode on this, maybe not Tuesday, but maybe next Friday where we keep going in on, on some more guys here. Cause it's been fun. Like I said, we're in the 32nd round, lots of stuff is happening and I, I can't wait to deep dive it further, but you got a meeting to go to. So yeah. uh, thanks for working with it, with our time mess up that we both had. And uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow or next week. Take it easy.